Yeah, great. Well, thanks. So first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm uh, grateful to, to be here and then meet you guys and then talk. Um, you know, in this uh, format, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to reach out to a greater audience. Uh, uh, my name is Lambros. I'm a real estate broker in the greater Toronto area in Canada. And uh, I help people navigate the noise and frenzy of this current crazy real estate market. You may have heard how, how crazy it is up here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they can win every time they buy and sell a, uh, a home, right? So that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. And my story, it's actually quite funny how I ended up here because I, I come from a totally different background. I don't come from a sales background or anything like that or marketing. Uh, I come from healthcare, right? I have oh. a kinesiology degree and uh, I was working for years as a personal trainer and a massage therapist. Uh, and, you know, after about 15 years of doing that, you get to a point where you're burnt out, right? So uh, it's a, it takes a toll on the body, takes yep. a toll on the mind, a number of things. Uh, and plus, I mean, to be frank, you can't, um, I mean, you're not going to get rich doing massage therapy, right? So, and, you know, we're not getting any younger either, right? So I had to think about retirement at some point. Uh, so real estate was always something that I enjoyed. Uh, it was something I was familiar with. My mother was in real estate uh, and we used to buy and sell properties, uh, fix them up, you know, rent them out, et cetera. Uh, so it was always something comfortable to me. It was always something, uh, you know, familiar to me. And I never perceived real estate as being a sales profession. I perceived it as being a service profession mm -hmm. as because I was a service provider, right? I was helping people. I'm all about helping people. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the way I approached it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go get my real estate license and help people buy and sell houses, right? Simple, right? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a shock to me when I was taking the courses and then finding out that I had to refer to myself as a sales rep or a salesperson. I'm like, I don't want to be in sales. <laughs> this, is, this, is, yeah. this is so not me, right? I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. So I don't like going out and, uh, and, and selling stuff. So um, I said, you know, I'm just going to approach it the same way I did uh, my massage uh, business and uh, just go out and provide a service and help people. And that's uh, where I am today, 10 years later. Yeah. yeah. I love the background. One, kinesiology caught my ear. I was in sports psychology. Nice. And the only reason I didn't do kinesiology is because the university I went to didn't have that. Oh, um, no. so that's a, a fascinating field. Yeah. Um, but what I like the most about what you were saying is you are a service person, not a sales person. I love um, that too. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cause cool. I think there's some agents out that kind of give I don't know, the agents that do have that mentality of bad name. Because when I go and sit on either buyer meetings or listing appointments, I always tell them, like, I'm not here to sell you on anything. I'm, I'm here to help you sell your house or buy a home. But if you want to work with somebody else, you can work with somebody else. I'd rather have us have a good feel because it's going to make the whole process better yeah. than yeah. me sell you with my price or sell you with some fancy gadget or gizmo I can do or have. 100%. And that's just not the right way to do it. This is what I do. This is what I do well. Right. Hopefully we work together and then I'll help you get to where your goals are. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you have that same philosophy. So, Oh, by all means. Yeah. hundred percent. My clients always come first. I'm there to serve my clients, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. And their interests come before my own. They're, they come before anybody else's. Right. So like, I don't even take I don't know how you guys do it in, in the state. Where are you located, by the way? I'm not we sure. are in, uh, it's a town, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. It's in between Wisconsin. Milwaukee and Madison. If you're okay, familiar. beautiful, Wisconsin. beautiful. I love Milwaukee, happy days, Fonzie, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> plus, I also have uh, relatives down there. I have uh, cousin cousins who live in Wisconsin and on the border, Illinois, over there. Okay. So, um, yeah, so just going back to what I was saying, up here we have what we call double end, right? So you list a house for sale and then if a buyer comes in and they don't have an agent, so you can represent both sides. Yep. To me, that's a huge conflict of interest, right? I don't know how I'm going to get 
the seller the best deal possible if I'm also working for the buyer, right? So, yep. but some agents don't have a problem with that because they see cha-ching, cha-ching, two sides, right. two commissions, uh, and that's it, and that, that they want to get the deal done. So I, I, I tell my sellers up front, I'm like, you know what? If, if a buyer comes in and they don't have an agent, they want to go through me. I said, that's fine. I'm going to make it clear that I'm working for you um, and I'm trying to sell the property at the best price possible. If they want uh, advice, I can't give it to them, at least not on price, uh, or I will refer them to somebody else in my office or a friend uh, who can represent them. And now both sides have fair representation, right? So, right. Yeah. yeah, I will never do the dual agent. Personally, I won't do it. Yeah. Um, if I am... If I'm somebody's agent, I'm working for them. Um, I'll either give the other side a disclosure to customer. And that's one thing that down here, I'm finding a lot of people don't know the nuances of it. Yes. We're like, you're either a client or a customer. Explain that a little bit to the people who are like completely green. Right. And I don't know if it's different up there, but kind of how it works here in the U.S. is you basically have three different types of representation. You have the, the independent where I'm working with one side of it. Right. Uh, you have a dual with double representation. So basically I can do the buyer and the seller side, yeah. or you have the dual without, uh, I forgot the technical term, without dual representation. So basically if Can't I was a, from the same brokerage, is that what it right, is? Right. Same brokerage, but different yeah. agents. And yeah. that is as close as personally I will take it. Yeah, um, we have the same thing up here, uh, almost identical, okay. actually. Uh, we have uh, representation, as you mentioned, that's the independent one. Yeah. Uh, we call it um, multiple representation when yep. you have um, two people from the same office, right? Because now it's it's actually the house is listed with the office it's, or the brokerage, not with the individual. I'm just a representative of that brokerage, right? right? Uh, and then we call it double end, I guess, if you're if you're doing both sides. Oh, that's also in a way multiple representation as well. Um, but we have two levels of that, like you do. Uh, you can either have a client or a customer, and a client is the one that you're advising on price on everything else that you're putting their interests ahead of everybody else's, or versus a customer who is somebody that okay, that's fine. You can work with them, but you can't um, negotiate price for them. Somebody that you have like that has actually signed like a, a paperwork yes. with yeah, you. Yeah, you signed. Yeah, you signed an agreement that and you're representing them. Is just somebody exactly. who is inquiring, inquisitive. Exactly. You owe them loyalty. You owe them confidentiality. You owe them all kinds of fiduciary duties. Whereas right. you don't have those. Um, right. Uh, duties to a customer. A customer is somebody who, let's say they walk into the open house, yep. they love the house and they say, oh, I want to buy it. Yep. Do you have an agent? No. Okay. Can you, can I sell three, uh, buy through you? I said, that's fine. As long as you understand that I represent the seller and that's I can't, almost, I can't advise you on price. Right. That's you, almost your price. a textbook exactly. example for when yeah. we do the real estate exam down yeah. here of yeah. what a customer is versus a client. So that's yeah. Right. So we have the same, same there. ideology. Yeah. Same, same. Thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is neither one is right or wrong because in certain situations they will help in certain situations they will hurt and yeah. you just got to find out um and then there's always be there's always an option of using a real estate lawyer too sure right absolutely no i yeah don't, don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just saying yeah. what's right and wrong for me because i i don't right. feel comfortable doing representing both sides because to right. me you know, conflict of interest so yeah but and i know I'll, that yeah go ahead with with some of um either my clients or my customers, the way that I describe it is if you're going to be a client or if you're going to be a customer, I can basically tell you what it's listed for, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, yes. the street it's on, just factual things. And how many questions I'll give you. You can't lie about anything. You can't misrepresent anything. That's, right. that's pretty much it. Right. Right. And then if you want to be a client, then I can tell you, okay, let's look in and dive into like what could be the market rate. Now you get the analytic Absolutely. part of it. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of the delineation. And there's been a couple situations where um, actually my sister was moving in from Baltimore and I told her for the ease of it, because in this market, it's pretty competitive. I told her, I want you to talk to the listing agent and tell her that you want to be a customer and just oh, to write an offer. Right on. Um, they weren't going to win with price. So they're going to win, win with ease and sure. an agent who gets to control both sides of it definitely more beneficial. So they actually won out by being yeah. a customer rather than having, or being a client sure. of another agent. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Whatever works. Uh, 
every case is different, right? So in your, right. your case, your sister had your advice to, to fall on, to fall back on, right? So she didn't have to rely on, on anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think you got the yep. brother of the year award for that one, Marcus. One and I'm just constant. She had water in the basement last week. I came over wow. and fixed it. <gasps> just trying to rack up the gold stars. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to do. Curious. Better. Yeah. Curious, Marcus. Why didn't you just represent her as, uh, as her agent? instead of uh, her going in as a customer? One, I was busy. Okay. Um, two, I didn't think they were going to win with their offer with what was out there in the market. Um, oh. And they didn't need one. They had, okay. there was an offer on this place before, like a month prior, they had an inspection done. Okay. Um, they weren't in trouble of finances. So okay. there wasn't many things that they needed an agent for. Um, so I just told him your best bet is to go that route Yeah. and it actually ended up being okay for him. And again, I wasn't really in it for money because right. then you got a whole different disclosure because it's a family member and all that stuff. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For so sure. I just said your easiest path to get this house, because if they didn't get this house, they weren't moving back to Wisconsin. It was like something popped up that was like their perfect spot. Um, and they both worked out in Baltimore and it was right when COVID started. So no one was working in the office. So they're like, okay, if we buy a house in Wisconsin, we may not have to go back to the office when things open up. So it was timing spot. And I was just like, if you, if you have to get it, this is the way to do it. Sure. Yeah. It sure. turned out that it worked, but. Yeah. yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, so how long have you been a broker and how many, what's the qualifications to be a broker in Canada? Cause I'm sure we've got different qualifications. Yeah, uh, I got my broker's license two years ago. Okay. So for the first eight years of my career, uh, again, we have different levels. First one is sales rep, and then you can get your broker's license. Uh, so now it's not much different other than the fact that I can now open my own office if I wanted to. That's pretty much all a broker means up here, right? I haven't done that yet. I may do it eventually, but right now I'm still operating the same way as before. Only I have a fancy name uh, broker. It just sounds better to me. I <laughs> think that's why I did it. No, that's totally awesome. Honest, I know yeah. that I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's a lot more rewarding to be on your own and yeah. comes with struggles, but it no. obviously is, yeah. is beneficial. Oh, so you don't, you don't have like a team yet. It's kind of your own independent brokerage. No, just three people, me, myself, and I, and that's it. Yeah. Perfect. I, I do everything. I'm, I'm the marketing person. I'm the uh, you know sales guy. I'm the CEO, CFO, whatever, everything. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I know that Natasha takes my marketing hat off of my plate. Yeah. That's okay. something that I could not do. So I do. Actually, good for you. That's awesome. I, I actually enjoy the marketing part better than the, the sales, the business part. So that's why. That's why. That's why I don't use my real estate license. I. I'm licensed. I take my, my tests every couple of years, but I don't want to use it. I just want to keep up in the know of what's going on in the real estate market so that I can assess, so that I can assist my real estate agents to the best degree possible. Nice. Yeah. So and that was the one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that's when you start going and you start tasking uh, like marketing off to yeah. a qualified person or accounting to a qualified person. The one thing that stuck out with Natasha is that she was involved in real estate and had the real estate background because okay. there are different nuances and verbiage mm -hmm. that will click in real estate as opposed to like medical and even just knowing that you have to have your broker's logo on there and that you need to oh, have yeah. your personal logo on there and that you need to reference your brokerage. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like we have some that, strict advertising like, policies up here too. Yeah. And just yeah. like that, that nobody that a non real estate person would be like, huh? Yeah. 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 I hear you. And they're getting more and more strict on marketing because you're getting that digital enhancing. Yes. Are you well, getting I that took, up there? I took that course last year. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Which course is that? It was a course on digital marketing through our MLS. Uh, through our uh, the GMAR Greater Milwaukee exactly Greater Milwaukee yeah. Area Realtors Association or whatever okay yeah yeah because those digital enhanced photos are getting crazy yeah you'll go into a listing that you see online and you're like this is beautiful and then you go in and you're like what 
we went to the wrong house. What are your thoughts on digital staging versus traditional staging? Like, so when you're walking in a house and all of a sudden you're like, but this was staged in the photo. Why is it empty now? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I've never used it personally. I prefer the real staging because just like you said, if somebody is so enamored by what they see in the photo and then they walk into the house and they're disappointed, you know, it's, it's not a good feeling. They're, they're just going to walk out, right? Or there's no offer coming. I'd rather have it reverse. I'd rather have the pictures uh, say, okay, this looks good. But then when they walk in, I want them to be wowed and like, oh my yeah. God, this looks even better in person. It's that's really, how you get offers, right? It's really hard for people who don't have the, the quote unquote, the eye to be yeah. able to see past four walls and a door. Yeah. Like when my husband and I bought the property out in Oregon, we we knew that it was going to be a rental property, but it's almost like location, location, location was what drew us to it. And we're like, it's okay. It's fine. It's not beautiful, but I think we could make it what we want to make it in the future. Mm-hmm. But I sure. feel like location is your first priority. And then the interior of your house should probably be the second. Uh-oh. I, I couldn't agree more with that for sure. Yeah. And uh, every house uh, that I've bought as well for myself and what I've advised to clients is, yeah, you can't, you can change the color of the walls. You can change the kitchen. You can even change the outside. You can even want. knock down walls. You can knock down walls. You can change it from, if you don't like the siding, you can change it yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, put and you're going to have anything. to change the siding at some point in the future anyway. So. <laughs> exactly. You just can't change location, right? You can't right. take the house and put it somewhere else. Right? So right. location has to come first. Yeah. So yeah. That's, the, that's the second house my husband and I have bought based on location because we, we love the like quaint quintessential downtown areas. And that's where our house is here. We're like four blocks from the beach, two blocks from the coffee shop. Oh, nice. like, and then that's kind of where we bought it in Oregon too. It's like, six blocks from the wine bar block from wow. a restaurant so it's just like we're set well, why Oregon why Oregon why Oregon yeah you got family um, no well technically yes I have a brother but he's up in Portland um but we chose Oregon because my husband's been in the food and beverage industry for 25 years and he's really been wanting to get into the wine industry so he's kind of preparing himself now currently working um selling commercial kitchen equipment for companies to really get a feel for and prepare himself to be in the wine industry in 10 years cool okay cool yeah that's very awesome well with all this talk on location 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 what location are you in in canada specifically Uh, well you've heard of toronto right yep yeah So there's a little suburb right outside of uh, uh, just to the west of Toronto. It's called Mississauga. Have you heard of that? Nope. Have not. No. Okay. Um, it's uh, we've got about maybe 800 plus thousand people. Um, and I mean, Toronto proper is probably just under 3 million people. Uh, yep. And then oh. we belong into the greater community. Uh, it's called the greater Toronto area or GTA. You may have heard of GTA. Uh, which is about 6 million people altogether. So you've got Toronto in the middle and you've got all these little suburbs all around it. And I'm in one of them called Mississauga, right? So that's where I do most of my business. But I mean, to the north is Brampton, to the west is Oakville. I go into Toronto occasionally as well. So I'll just, I'll I'll spread out uh, into a radius. uh, And then do you you focus on mostly single family homes or do you do 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 duplexes, triplexes, apartments? doesn't matter it doesn't matter really uh, i'll do open, uh, st- yeah open opportunity holds, oh, what, yeah whatever my client needs to be sold uh, i'll sell it it could be a condo it could be you know um a, a single family home like you mentioned it could be an investment property a duplex uh, i've sold have you home. done much in the commercial sector or do you kind of try to stay away from that well i i yeah, I, I've, I've dabbled in the commercial. Uh, I've done a few commercial leases. Uh, and um, yeah. so, but I, I, I don't do much commercial. I, I can do it if, if my client wants me to do it. If it's something I can handle, I'll, I'll do it. But commercials um, it's mostly, it's about 80, 85% uh, residential that I do. Yeah. Commercial is just not as fun. Yeah, there's, it's a different, it's a different element. Yes. You're absolutely right. There, there's less emotion involved. So I, sometimes sometimes oh, it's yeah. good though. Sometimes it's good. Not yeah. I, had my, I had my own brick and mortar commercial business for almost okay. 10 years. Okay. And it's just a, 
it can be a more more emotional than buying a house at times, depending on if your livelihood is dependent upon the oh, commercial situation. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so there there's just a lot of stuff going on, and then I, what's it called here? It's like where the utilities and the rents included. It's like a triple triple net lease. Yes, nice. Right. Yeah, excellent. Nice. We need the ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Natasha wins a prize. I know. Yeah. I yeah. loved commercial real estate when I was working for the brokerage where Marcus and I met each other. That's what I was yeah. trying to get into was commercial uh, real estate. Okay. But it just didn't pan out. It wasn't yeah. wasn't the right fit necessarily. But I always thought it was super interesting, especially coming from being a business owner myself. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But Lambros, like you were saying, it does, it definitely takes on, at least from the agent side, less emotion yeah. into it. Yes. Yeah. The clients may be, like you said, with like if they're opening a business and their livelihood is dependent on this thing, make That's money. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely some emotional flares there. But yeah. on the agent yeah. side, it's definitely a lot colder. I can um, see that. And it's but, it's like a wild, wild west. There's like very little rules and Really? I would think of people. No, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Wild West because that's that's the nickname we have for Brampton. I mentioned Brampton, which is just to the north of me. Yeah. So, uh, we call it the Wild West of there. Do you think there, there are no rules? Yeah. Do you think there are less rules here in like the Oconomowoc area for for commercial real estate? Um because I definitely don't. No, I think commercial in general is all gonna be the same. It's, I think it's because there's, I think it's zoning, which we're, I think it's zoning mm. kind of that we need to refer to then with the commercial real estate, because I think zoning is what really can put a hampner, uh, just with a lot of difficulty in finding the correct property in your real estate. Yeah. yeah. And at least from what I've seen around here and, and heard, cause I don't do much commercial anymore. I stick to basically residential, but um, on the commercial side, there's, there's always like questions on who produced the buyer and is that broker going to pay the other one? Do they legally oh. have to, are they going to, um, really? Yeah. It's, it's not as cut and dry, I guess. As I guess I had heard about residential that. Side. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't want to make it seem like everybody in the commercial space is just trying to like screw somebody else over. It's not like that, but there's just less, um, I don't know. It, it just structure. feels like it's a lot looser of r- well, rules than that. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting take on it. Uh, not sure if I have experienced that. I, I always thought it was the opposite. There's just so, so many more rules and, uh, you know, procedures you have to follow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, I didn't use a broker when I purchased or when I didn't purchase. I rented my commercial real estate. Okay. Um, but it was it was a headache, but we also had to go through the whole loan process and the whole permitting process. So there was a lot of regulations and hoops to jump through in order mm-hmm. to be able to open. So, yeah, yeah, that stuff, there's definitely more like the operation of it. Definitely more rules. Yeah. Like the so operation that, of a building. So right. much more rules. So then it's almost like, it almost makes you more tense about purchasing a property because you're like, if I can't, get through the red tape of being able to open, then how am I supposed to commit to a building? Right. <laughs> right. It's like the teeter totter wow. of the two. And it's just like, which one wins? Yep. Yep. The good so thing is there's less, pre- yeah. The good thing is there's less pressure uh, on there. I mean, our market is so hot up here. I mean, I don't know how hot it is uh, in Wisconsin, but here we used to see like 20 offers on a regular basis. If a house came on the market, it would sell a day later with 20 offers on it, right? That's so nice. you had to act really fast to get in there with your buyer uh, and bid 100, sometimes 200 or 300,000 over the asking price in order to what? get- I've been reading articles on that and because yeah. I work for a real estate agent on Oregon and I've been reading, our, or Seattle, and I've been reading about the 100 and $200,000 over asking price offers. Yeah. yeah. And I was disgusted when I had to put a $5,000 above asking price offer when there were no other offers on the table. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Because yeah. we gave them like, I think we offered $5,000 below asking just because we knew oh. work needed to be done. And they were like, right. is that your best and final offer? And we're like, I, we, I, apparently not. Like, well, you know, they have to ask that question, right? I was just oh, I have to those things where we were like, okay, okay, well, I guess we really want the properties. So... 
Well, at least you got it. I mean, 5,000 yeah. over the long term. I mean, I'm oh sure my gosh, it's it, right? nothing. It's right, so. And it's nothing because then they gave us back $5,000 for repairs. So yeah. we're like, oh, okay, we're even. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've had before, before the market went nuts, I had clients walk away for $1,000. Like they didn't right. want to go up a thousand, you know, the seller didn't want to come down a thousand. Right. I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? a thousand bucks come on i'll give it do you feel like what we're in right now do you feel like this is a bubble for you personally or do you feel like it's going to come up a little bit and it'll go down just slightly but it'll kind of even now that that's a great question and i'm glad you asked that because uh, everybody has their own um take on it and you hear uh if you look at the the news articles uh, they're all saying we're in a bubble toronto is the most expensive market like maybe now i think they said it's overvalued even more than los angeles and new york right so we're like really overvalued but that's coming from you know global sources right they don't understand the the toronto market here uh it's i don't think i mean yes prices are high we may be overvalued but i don't i wouldn't call it a bubble Uh, i don't think it's going to burst anytime soon uh the last time this happened was 2017 prices were escalating exponentially, right? We, we, we would see 33% appreciation from one year to the next, right? We would see five to 10% increases month over month, something totally unsustainable. Uh, and then uh, the government stepped in, changed some policies around, brought in a foreign buyer's tax, uh, and that kind of cooled the market off a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But after about six months, things started picking up again. Uh, so the same thing hap- might happen this year if if things cool off a bit, it's going to come right back. That's because, kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, too. yeah, because uh, our area is such high demand. We have great underlying fundamentals here. Um, Any time that the market starts coming down, or people even get a sniff that prices are coming down, you're going to see investors and opportunists come out of the woodwork, uh, and they're going to start buying up properties, right? Do you think Uh, that is because it's so expensive to build right now? Yeah, yeah. And you guys are in real estate. You know what happens when when people start buying again, what happens to prices, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah. they're gonna go back up, yeah. right? So that's what I'm saying. Anytime they see the prices coming down, boom, people start jumping in. Yeah. It's like the stock market. It, yeah. It's, it's going to go back up again. So, yeah. And it's been going up in this area for 40 years. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think it's going to come down. Yeah, I mean, soon. we were just looking where we bought and it went up 40% over four years. We're like 40% yeah. in four years. What's it going to do yeah. in the next 10 years when we were looking to move out there? We're like, let's yeah. jump in now while we can actually afford it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's what I tell my buyers right now. Cause I got a lot of people saying, Oh, uh, I'm going to wait till prices come down. Well, I said, you're going to wait for a long time. You know, I I'm was... going to pull up that skeleton meme and that's going to be you. Prices <laughs> to come Being, down. <laughs> I was starting to read an article. Have you guys heard of Inman.com? I N M A N. Okay. Well, they have lots of great articles. I think there's a small subscription fee, but it's a lot of articles geared towards real estate agents. And I was reading an article today and they were saying they think the prices are going to start to come down a little bit in the fall. Um, and that's about as far as I got through the article. So <laughs> that's my like, yeah, that's yeah. my ready conversation mm-hmm. starter. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. Personally, just and from what I'm seeing, I'm, I think because the new builds, and I do think there is a market to make money on new builds still. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you need to be very specific on where the new build is because you are banking on natural appreciation after they finish the development stage that they're in, but you can kind of still surpass and you have to live there for a while to have it kind of work out for you. But so I don't think new builds are a bad option. Um, But I think with lumber prices where they're at, and I don't think those are going to drop for maybe another year, year and a half to get back to where they normally should be. Um, with the prices being where it's at, I think new build in the U.S. alone is down like 25%. Um, so if that continues to decline, I think people that want to get into homes are going to buy existing homes. and It's just going to get tougher and tougher to find the new homes on the market. So I expect all of this to keep going until the new builds pick back up and in that market gets going again. But sure. I just again, can't wait to sell my little itty bitty house one day and have it be worth lots of money. 
Yeah, no, new builds are a great option for uh, first-time home buyers, right? Or uh, oh. if somebody, I mean, the average, I don't know what the average price is for a house down there, but it's over a million dollars here, oh, right? So a million for Canadian dollars? Canadian dollars, which what is what? I don't know, 50 bucks American or something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, we're at about, uh, uh, whatever it is uh, in, the, in the U.S., it's probably about 700,000 or okay. 75,000. Uh, That's uh, insane. Yeah. It is. Well, Google I, the conversion rate. I'm yeah, go ahead. Now. Yeah, I'm curious now. That's <laughs> not even for my forever house. I could never afford that. Like here, here in our in our little town, we have some houses that were starting at 150 when I bought mine, but now they're about 250, 300 starting price. Wouldn't you say, Marcus? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and then they go up from there. But those are not obviously new builds. New builds are what 500 plus here. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Yeah. You can't even get a mobile. Four seventy-five if you're. <laughs> yeah, it's in Oconomowoc is very unique because you'll have um, you'll have some new builds that are giant houses that will go. Obviously, you have the luxury lake homes that are a million plus and all that stuff. But like a prototypical like mass builder, which is a cookie cutter, you get to pick yeah, these yeah. five floor plans. I mean, they're pretty much staying in that four 50. plus range. Yeah. But then you'll get was... some smaller plots. What they're doing yep. here with some of them is they're shrinking the plots down. So you don't get a big yard, but you'll get a decent sized home. Mm. And or they'll sell get... it with that sub four. Yeah. Or you'll get the the condos that are in the condo building, like uh, just around the corner. And those go for 250 to 350 But And they have a pool and all that stuff, but it's a condo on top of a condo on top of a condo versus single or versus yeah. like the condo side by side yeah natasha i see your doggy back there oh kind of i have there? two doggies one yeah. is dead on my bed come here, puppy, come here. <laughs> yeah you can see her oh this is soft oh oh my god she's, she's a golden doodle and she oh, is my gorgeous. love bug yeah. oh, oh now cozy's getting jealous come on come here come here I was a couple minutes late to the show because I was getting some some puppy time. We just got two oh, puppies. Oh, nice. What kind of dogs do so, you have? All right, here we go. It says $100 US dollars, $125.32. Here we Canadian go. Here's dollars. Cozy. Okay. So going the other way would be about, about $75, $80 bucks for $100. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Interesting. <clears throat> Very interesting. Uh, is that the other one? Uh, the so other cute. one. This is Cosette. Yeah. Uh, She's adorable. The the oh. best part was when I met Natasha. Yeah. She was uh, like this big. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were sitting in a meeting and I would hold the puppy in my hands. And now yeah. it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Now she's massive. And she's just she's she's a Dr. Seuss character brought to life, basically. Uh, she looks like one, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They're adorable. That's Thank awesome. You. God bless Appreciate them. That. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I we did have a jump start on the Canadian real estate yeah, market. I was just we had an, that, Janelle. We had an agent who was in Toronto on our show. Yes, you sent me the link. I actually uh, I watched some of that. Yeah, yeah she yeah, yeah. she specifically does condos. Like that is where she's at. And yeah. I didn't know that that was a big enough market in the Toronto area, but oh. apparently that is huge. Is huge, especially downtown uh, where she is. I think she said she's yeah. she's right downtown and she does yep. condos. So yeah, it, it's it's mostly condos down there. It's all high rise. It's just uh, yeah, that that's the whole market down there. I try to stay away from that. I'm not a fan of downtown because uh, you have to walk everywhere. You can't park anywhere, or it costs you like 30, 40 bucks to park somewhere. Oh, so it's wow. just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, because I'm in the suburbs, so I prefer to stay out there. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I'm, I'm the same way. The last time I looked at a place in Milwaukee was with Natasha. I know. She brought me down there. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I stay clear. Yeah. We, we were, we, my husband used to live in downtown Milwaukee and I used to live in downtown Baltimore and we right. both love the city life. And so we are desperately missing it. We're either going to get a place in, in Milwaukee or we'll get one out in like Portland just to have as like a, a getaway for the weekend. Nice, um, nice. Just love going to musicals and operas and out to dinner and like all the fancy smancy stuff. Cool. Yeah, Marcus, if you want to get a, a better feel for the um, Toronto condo market, just Google pictures from about 20 years ago of the downtown skyline, Toronto skyline versus today. And you'll see the huge difference. What 
it, it, it's become even in the last 20 years, uh, all these uh, condo buildings have been have gone up. So it's just it's, it's insane. Look at Marcus <laughs> Googling on his computer right I have two now. computers now. I can do this. There you go. <laughs> awesome. You're totally making a nerd out right now. You do realize. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many times I get done with the show and I've got notes written down yeah. that I can then go and Google all of these things because I'm so curious Sweet. about them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. And I just try to keep him in line at some point. <laughs> what we're going to do, awesome. do is we're going to post two side-by-side -side Toronto pictures. That one yeah, do it. Post it. You can share a screen, can you? You can put it up. Um, Natasha, do you know how to share screens on that one? Otherwise, we can put it in the show notes. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Oh yeah, hold on. Yeah. I can see your screen. Hold on, give me one second. Yeah, it is crazy. Okay, nice. now you guys can share screens. That's awesome. Yeah, because I I was born in 1990, so I went Toronto 1990, Toronto 2020. Whoa. My okay, God. go ahead. You can share. Wait, your wait to make me feel old. <laughs> God. He makes me feel old too. Come on. I make everybody feel old. It's oh, like man. the constant theme wow. when I talk to people. Is, Just need to honor like 1990. Yeah. We had, um, who was it? We had somebody start their real estate career when I graduated elementary school. Wow. And that was the coolest part because I was like, what was it like when I was? 13, 14 yeah. years old. Yeah. That would be cool. My goodness. I've got t-shirts older than you, Marcus. My God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is really cool though. I've done I've done like the real estate me memory lane kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, all right, my grandparents' house. Let me look at that. And I sure. yeah. I went back and I looked at their listing and <clears throat> how they described oh, okay. it and all that. I looked at my house that was sold when I the one that I lived in as a kid, and I went I, through and I I was like, that's the pictures they took? Who is this agent? I actually knew the agent. I, I could like, never do that. I would cry my eyes out. Like, there's not a bone in my body that wants to do any of that. Mm -mm. It was super cool because I yeah. had, like, this really cheesy sports wallpaper. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's my room. And I got to see, like, nice how it was. So, like, yeah, yeah. memory lane stuff is kind of cool. But Yeah, yeah. I like doing that, too, actually. That's the stuff that I, like, we had a guest on, it might have been a month and a half ago, but, um, no, he was a lender. And I was asking him, all right, now compare and contrast today's market from the 2008-2009 bubble that actually was. Mm. A bubble. Yeah, and that was one, a bubble, yeah. And he was like, it is so different, and there were so many different, one, rules and regulations that weren't in place now, and... Um, he said the way that you had to go about it was different because obviously it's in a, it's more of a buyer's market because there's mm -hmm. so much inventory, all that stuff. And um, he's like, now we're trying to beat the next buyer. We're not even competing against the seller. We're competing against the other buyers, yeah. Yeah. which is a unique kind of um, dynamic, especially when you're working with your clients saying like, we're not competing with the seller at this point. Yeah, we're right. trying to beat the other buyers. That, that's exactly how it is up here right now, right? So well, you're competing with other buyers. Yeah. So yeah. just so you guys know, I don't know if you've been reading the news much or anything lately. So when Marcus and I were looking at condos downtown, I would write love letters to the, the owners of the condos to be like, pick me. Um, in Oregon, we wrote the last love letter that was allowed. You can't yeah. write love letters anymore. Oh, That's, they don't allow letters? Not anymore. Oh. They just put a law in effect like yesterday, like two days ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't even get that me started so on that. So why? Upsetting. Well, no, because I think it's ridiculous. I, I mean, oh, I understand I why they're doing it. But, you know, first of all, no one's going to make a decision uh, based on the letter, right? They're going to say who's true. got the best That's price. That's not true. That's well, okay, no, true. you're right. You're right. It's not true. Most of, I got most my, of the time, I got, 90% of the time. I got, I got my, well, I, I have, I have a story for you as well on that. But anyway, yeah. my, my point is uh, people should be allowed to express themselves. So you can't automatically assume people are going to make discriminatory uh, decisions based Absolutely. on a love letter. So it's just, I think it's just too much. Right. I was going to yeah. say, I, I got my house now and I don't know, if, I don't know if it was technically 
allowed or legal, but for some reason, my real estate agent let the other real estate agent know that I was a single mom at the time. And that really resonated with the seller because she was a single mom when she bought the house and she so very wanted me to have a safe place to raise my kid. So that's why we have the house we live in now. And then we just wrote a letter to the sellers out in Oregon. We were like, we see ourselves being here for the rest of our lives. Just give it to us. For sure. Absolutely. You know, as a buyer's agent, you have to pull out all the stops to make sure that your clients are the ones who get the house, right? Because you're competing with 10, 20 other people, right? I actually went one step further than my last two uh, sales that um, we won in in competition Mm. was we didn't just send a buyer's letter. I had them record a video, right? So yeah, and that worked both times. Uh, Even though it's your point, Natasha, we weren't the highest, we didn't have the highest price. Mm -mm. Uh, The one was like, at least, I don't even know how much higher it was, but it worked because of the video. It was such an emotional, impactful video that my clients put out there. They were a young couple uh, moving from downtown Toronto to Mississauga. They were expecting a baby, blah, 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 you know, and they really tugged on the heartstrings of the of the seller yeah. so and we weren't the highest offer but we still got it i was gonna say right. we weren't the highest offer on on our first on the first offer here and yeah. where we live now i think we might have been we were we were very close on on the one out in oregon but it was just like that little piece of yourself that you're offering up to the person whom you're trying to say we want to continue either the legacy of the house or continue yeah. the tradition of the house and we're not going to destroy it exactly. I think makes yeah. people feel a lot better about hey right. yeah no I really want I want you to continue the legacy yeah yeah for sure hopefully yeah. our listeners wrote that little tip down I love that video idea Especially oh, how people are yeah. taking information. It is yeah. videos. Yeah. And now in the day and age of everything being so in your face and yep. so um, like visual, how can you not allow something like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, so- that's where we get all of our daily information is, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, like all the really quick little snippets of information. That's how we exactly. Get it. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's one thing to read words on a paper. It's another to see actual faces on your screen. Yep, you know, we, made the, sure, we made sure to include a picture of our yeah. family. In it. <laughs> exactly. There yeah. you go. Yeah, nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm just waiting to put in my first offer on a house through Facebook. Oh just my God. For that to come. You know you're going to end up doing that at some point. That's a scary part. Yeah. Oh man. Facebook, Facebook.realtor.com is what oh, it's Oh, they're going to get into real estate now? Oh, first it was Amazon, know. now Facebook. Oh, I, uh, yeah. Gosh. But we have oh. one, um, we have one last question for you. Okay. What? So we have more. We have one, we have time for one more. We have time for one more, but we would okay. love to have you back on for a second session. Oh, oh I'd love to be back on. Thank you. This was fun. Um, but the one question that I get to end with for our first episode is, what has been your favorite DIY project or just your favorite project in general in any of your houses that you've dealt with? Oh, wow. Uh, you know what? Um, before I got my real estate license, uh, I bought this house. It was a uh, power of sale. So, and we didn't know whether it was you know, a, 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 a grow up or anything else in there, right? The, the bank had no information. It was a bank sale. Um, and what did you call it? A grow up. A grow up. A grow like up. Um, okay. they used to grow cannabis in there or. Oh, you know, I gotcha. What do you guys call it? You call it something else? <laughs> I didn't know if you were talking about like a, a foreclosure type process yeah it was it was a foreclosure okay. so to speak right uh, power of sale i think maybe that's what um, that was the one that i, that I was didn't the word know. okay so okay yeah were they i guess legally allowed to grow cannabis or are they just no no grow? okay well it, it, i don't think i don't we're not sure if it was or wasn't right but there were some signs of it because all the rooms had um locks on them there was like holes in every wall i guess i don't so, know is cannabis legal up there 
It is now, but when I bought the house, oh, okay. it wasn't, right? Got it, it is now. got it, got it. But got you, it. even though it's legal now, you still, there's a limited amount you can grow. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. turn your basement into, you know, uh, some kind of hub to, to have, and to tap into the hydro company's power lines. And yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so this, this house was a disaster, right? Everything had yeah. to be done. Oh. So myself and my brother-in-law, we took it on and I put so much heart sweat and tears and blood into it it was just uh i you know i fell in love with the place because i put so much work in it i i was youtubing all these different things that i could do like um pavers right in the front driveway i did them sure. myself right i said well uh, i'm not going to pay somebody to do it i'm just going to do it myself so i youtube that's it a great idea yeah uh, we did everything with the, oh, yeah, the kitchen was done. All the flooring was done um my brother-in-law taught me how to put up drywall, how to do taping and mudding. And so I learned all this stuff. And it was That's really awesome. Fun. So that was a great experience because I learned how to do so much stuff. And after putting all that effort into it, it broke my heart to sell it uh, after a while. I'm sure. And, yeah. Looking back now, I wish I hadn't sold it because now that thing's tripled in price. So. Yeah. It's crazy. It I mean, crazy. just this market in general is crazy. I'm sure, I'm sure you've made it up in other ways. So you can't look back and kick yourself. Well, I know. Maybe. it's hard not to. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Every so We're often it's like, about damn, I shouldn't have sold that out. <laughs> We're sitting here talking about how there's not a lot of emotion in it. And yeah. when you lose that property that you put so much time and energy into yeah, exactly. and you sell it, you, you definitely miss it. You know, and that's kind of what Jason and I were saying the other day. I'm like, I don't know if I can be a property manager or I don't know if I could be an investor in more than one property because I'm already feeling like this is so much effort. But then if we have a property manager, is it really that much effort? Like, it's like one of those like questions that you keep like playing with, toying with in your head. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, I, I do like the philosophy and that's awesome that you got the background because I think there's a, a big thing on agents here that are, I call them like the Vanna Whites. They just want to walk in the door and point to a lamp and point to a couch and here's a carpet. Yeah, yeah. But like, you're like, okay, what kind of furnace is it? You're like a silver one. Yeah. Like, no, gas or electric. <laughs> so like when yeah, you get sure. to go into the mechanicals and how it works and yeah. um, that kind of stuff, I feel like that brings so much more value that is not really seen or appreciated from the client's that you oh, go yeah. in. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there hundred percent. I always offer that to my buyers, right? So we go in um, and they'll have questions, especially first timers, right? So I'll look at the furnace, I'll look at the roof and I'll look at the, I'm not an inspector by any means, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I can tell them how much work this house is going to need, right? Yep. Uh, oh, that's I, awesome. Yeah, so, and, and that's, you're right. It, it, it adds that extra la- layer of value for, for sure. Yeah. You yeah. want to come down to definitely- Oregon and take a look at my house? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah, the, I've never been to Oregon. Buy the flights so. and we'll head out. We'll do yeah, our Absolutely. Best. Give me a ticket and I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll meet you there. Awesome. We can cool. all meet up in Oregon and have lots Beautiful. of gorgeous wine. Yeah. Have yeah. for everyone. That's Actually, awesome. they have really good Chardonnay now too. So you have your yeah. chance. Yeah. I have to go to Oregon. I've been to Washington State, but I've been to California. Oh, I haven't been fun. to Oregon, so I have to. I have not been to Washington State. That's one place I would love to go. My okay. son really wants to go too, so... Hopefully they're done with the the heat wave over there. I think they're I think they're calming down now. Did you hear about that, Lamaros? No, I haven't. Yeah, it was like 117. We had uh, heat waves up here too. We had forest fires and everything going crazy in BC, uh, British Columbia, right above Washington, right? So, but I didn't hear about Washington. No, I don't believe you. Canada to the U.S. is just one big snow pile. I don't know. I don't know if it got up. (laughs) far in seattle i know is very prevalent in oregon and at least lower parts of seattle right on on. what i feel bad i think toronto has accepted the air conditioner i feel like seattle and washington they just don't have ac during this heat wave they're just sitting there and i remember i worked for a company that was based out of seattle we went to washington university for our clinic okay we stayed in one of the dorms Wow. The only thing air conditioned was the lobby. Oh, so when it was 95 in the middle of summer, I slept in the lobby because my room was just uh, yeah. a sweaty sauna. We're oh getting those, God. what are they called? They're split units, I think they're called, when they're like put into the wall. Um, oh, like a, 
Uh, okay, yeah, like a window unit or something? No, it's not a window unit. They're actually installed into the wall and then they'll bust out cold air that way. I think it's mm. called a split unit. Maybe look it up. It could be, yeah. They do make them. Um, I actually have it wired for my attic to put one of those. Yes, in. that's oh, wow. exactly that's exactly what we're what we are looking at for when we do move out there because we're like we're we're from Wisconsin. We're not yeah. going anywhere without without air conditioning. And then, do you guys have basements out there? Because I know some I U.S. Uh, really, that's see that's so I bizarre have, to me. We have oil. Every has a basement here. <laughs> I have a crawl space, and our house yeah. in Oregon too has a crawl space, no basement. Wow. But, so but the Marcus one thing. The one thing that kind of, it's really weird because it's all pockets. So where we are in Oconomowoc, we're surrounded by lakes. Okay. So what we have is trouble with the water with the water level or the water table. Oh, so wow. some streets and some blocks, you can't have a basement because the, oh, the, flooding, yeah. the water level is too high to actually yeah. dig in. Yeah. So you basically get a crawl space. Some are just on a slab because you right. can't go anywhere. Uh, okay. But then others you can dig and you're fine. Like my house is on a river, but I was able to dig down and then I was fine. One of my rentals that's actually off of the lake and farther from the river, they couldn't dig down because the water table is too high. Yeah. So it's super weird. And it's all pockets. And then yeah. that's why it's specific to get an agent in the area that you're going to buy. Like I wouldn't go and help Natasha out in Portland. There's, yeah. I know nothing. Right. Um, no, but like, for sure. Even from Oconomowoc to another city that's like Sussex, which is a little bit east of us, right. they've got a lot of foundries and they have a huge radon issue in that area. So Ooh. you'll get the basement, but you'll need a mitigation system. I'm yeah. four blocks, uh, what is that, west of the lake, of the lake mm -hmm. and every single house around me on the block has a basement, but not mine. Ooh. They just cheaped out on you. We just have a cross, <laughs> we just have this itty bitty crawl space that Barry yeah. was like, I'm not getting down there. <laughs> I was like, they keep the bodies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we well, find really skinny guys to go down in the crawl space. I know Barry's not the guy. Barry is one of the guys that works with me when we flip homes, okay. and he's uh, I think he's touching 63 now, but he's six five. 240, 250. At least. Yeah. So he's wow. not getting in a crawl space anytime no. soon. No, he looked at me and he was like, no. <laughs> um, I was like, wow. okay, I get it. I, I, But I did warn him, but he was like, yeah, no, this is even smaller than I thought. He'll do anything else. Uh, yeah. He's been, he's a guy that's been through like commercial and residential. So it's, he's a nice. wealth of knowledge knowing what they, I mean, he's telling stories about what he did at, at Lambeau Field when he was building that. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, and then he goes into the little single family home that he remodeled the, the kitchen for. So he's worked oh. through the heavy stuff and the light stuff. And it's just cool. The little nice. tidbits he picks up and cool. the wealth of knowledge uh, he gives people. Right, Lambros. I am so sorry, but guess what? I am cutting us off. Oh, no. Our, Just our now, I want to ask about Lambeau Field because that's uh, one of my <laughs> dream destinations I want to go. Well, next time we will continue the conversation and our first question will be all about Lambeau Field. There you go. I think we have an opening in like two weeks. So if you want to. And come. if you do ever make it to the States and you want to yep. go to Lambeau, yeah. we do have a cottage that's about 25 minutes away. Nice. I will definitely let you stay if you want to bring the family down and oh, awesome. take a tour of Lambo if that's where you want to go. Oh, yeah. I'd, lo I'd love to do that for sure. We can definitely oh, wow. set that up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, great. Appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the tidbits. We learned more about the Canadian market and um, it's always fun learning something new. Yeah. Um, but we'll try to schedule to get you back because um, sure. I know I still have more questions about the, the nuts and bolts of what sets your brokerage apart and yeah. more about the Canadian market. So for sure. Anytime. Um, Thanks so much for having me guys. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Have we'll a good weekend. You. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. You too. Bye everybody. See ya.